Hey you, welcome back to episode 6 of the Tabletop Sessions podcast. It's a bit of a long episode, a little bit over, but you know what? It's the Tabletop Sessions showdown and it's a heck of a game show of the week. I'd like to thank all of you that filled out that survey. I'd like to thank Dima and everyone that helped with the pot- with coming up with that survey because it was a great game show of the week. Well, I think so. Hopefully you think so too. Thanks for coming back. You look great. It's good to see you again. Don't forget to check out storysmithspodcast.com. It's a podcast where a bunch of nerds come up with a fantastical world setting and build a world together. It's great. Check it out. www.storysmithspodcast.com. Let's go on. Episode six, baby. No, no. All right. I'm going to trade you two sheep for that wood. Tell me, honey, does that sound good? Cause all I really want to do Is take away longest road from you, yeah Welcome to these tabletop sessions Welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to these tabletop sessions Hello, fellow gregarious geeks and gamers Welcome to the sixth episode of the Tabletop Sessions podcast, where we talk about all things tabletop related that have been occupying the hearts and minds of this international group of gamers over the course of the last three weeks. My name is Elias, and with me this week are the family and team that I never wanted, but always needed. Say hi, guys. (laughs) Hi, Dima here, and I'm super excited for TTS Showdown today. Eguahepora, everybody. Ipokoape. That's uh, Guarani, guys. It's uh, from Paraguay. Because I know we have five listeners there, so... Seven. <laughs> Seven now? Hippocoape! <laughs> and I'm Byron. And artificial amateurs aren't at all amazing. <laughs> Are we going to be doing this over the next uh, 30-something episodes? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 20, 26. 26. Is that how many letters are in the alphabet? 27, yeah. No? Damn. Damn. I thought there was like 30-something. Never counted them. Never occurred to me. To count. Maybe in Greek. In Greek. I'm not Greek. We can go to the Greek alphabet after this, yes. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Although in Ghana, we don't have, in Tri, we don't have certain letters. Like, we don't have Z. And, uh, and like, we have some additional letters. Like, something that looks like a reverse 3, which is E. And something that looks like a reverse C, which is O. So, we have... Some extra letters, and we got rid of some. So, how would you say New Zealand? New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> You're like, wow! I could understand that. <laughs> um, it almost sounded like English. <laughs> You're an ignorant person. You ignorant, sir. Ignorant. Speaking of ignorance. Speaking of ignorance. Nice, you Ooh. got it. Damn! I thought <laughs> I was so I slick. It. I thought I was so <laughs> slick. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm going to kick us off with some board game news. Euphoria expansion has been announced Woo-hoo! called Ignorance is Bliss. Yeah. It's w- the expansion to Euphoria Build a Better Dystopia, not the other Euphoria, which was that terrible game with guns. There's We're another Euphoria? Yeah, leaders, no, that leaders of, of Euphoria. Euphoria. Oh, leaders of Euphoria. On a, yeah, on a short note, that. I will never cheer for an, uh, for an expansion. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, 
Euphoria was one of the first one of the first games I played with Elias, uh, I think. One of the early ones. Probably. Um, wow. It, and it was definitely one of the first games I played with the the star mechanic where you got to try and place your stars out and once you've done that, you win the game. Yeah, it's a race. Um, similar, to, similar to Scythe. Um, mm. It's a great system. So what they've done is now they've done things a little bit differently with Ignorance is Bliss. Um, it's not so much an expansion, but more of a variant. So it gives you one to six players. Um, it also changes up your starting cards and it allows two-player games to feel like four-player games. What do you mean two-player games feel like four-player games? So they have, they've added an autonomous mode. Oh, nice. And that's basically going to play as an extra two players. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, wow. Because they, um, they have that autonomous mode for basically every other game. It started with Scythe, I think, and then... Um, they added it for Viticulture and for a bunch of other games. So, actually, now that I look at it, the first designer listed, Morton Pedersen, he's the designer of the Atoma mode on Viticulture and Side. So, makes sense that the main thing in the expansion is an Atoma mode. So, yeah, more players. It looks like there's more recruit cards. Do you know anything about this Antiques Bazaar? What is that? No, they haven't said a lot about it in the in the fact leading up to it, and they haven't released a lot of photos. So I'd, I really want to see how it takes off. Yeah, it looks good. looks good. Uh, we're huge fans of Euphoria. And actually, we just played it. I played it three players with Ricardo and Kevin. Shout out to Ricardo and Kevin. But mm-hmm. um, the game was over so quickly because I've kind of like figured out like how, mm-hmm. to, how to win that game real fast. So yeah. I love it, and I'm super glad that there's more coming. It looks like something I would pick up because I'm not a fan of expansions that um, – add rules like a lot of rules to the game like it it makes me less likely to play the game again once i get the expansion but i am a fan of expansions that just add more stuff to the game that let you play within the same rule set or almost the same rule set so i'm 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 excited for that at least that way but you can try new strategies or just change it up a little for sure for sure especially because what they have said is the new stuff is variant so you can't mix it with the old stuff Okay. But you can play it okay. in place of the old. All right, well, give us a new challenge. Yeah, so. especially that our group yeah. specifically played, played it about six times last year alone. Yeah, we played a lot. Yeah. Like I've played that game well over a dozen times. So. We love it. It's interesting the designer is a different person than the original de- designer, right? Yeah, the original is uh, Stegmeier and Alan Stone, I think. Um, yeah. So like I said, uh, Morton Pedersen, he's the guy that um, he's the guy that did the automata mode for the other two games, uh, main games in their, in their line. So um, it's nice to see him having his own like first name on the box sort of thing. Although the second designer, that's a great last name, David Studley. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Nick Shaw. Jackie Davis came back to the art, so that's great because Jackie Davis, I think, did the original art, and she's terrific. Yeah. And, of course, published by Stonemeyer. Just the best game. I still, like... I still think that's the game that I want to see as a movie. I know we talked about it in a top three not too long ago, but yeah, um, it'd be terrific. I so, think it was our first episode. Yeah. 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 It was early on. But um, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, Byron. Thanks for this. For you, Ignorance is Bliss. That's right. Uh, so last week I was playing with uh, Ricardo Orleans. It's a game I wanted to play for uh, a long, long time. 
Uh, it's by Rainer Stockhausen. He's a designer. The artist is Clemens Franz. That's yeah, that makes sense. Clemens Franz is the guy who did like Caverna and Agricola. He's and, great. Yeah. I mean, the, the design was great. Uh, no complaints. Uh, the game is number twenty-seven in BGG. Is it that high? Yes, and it's it's one it's of the high. few games in top fifty uh, that I have not played. Uh, it's two to four players. It lasts like ninety minutes, and it uh, is published by DLP Games. Not TMG. I played, I played the TMG version. Yeah, it's TMG in English. It's the same. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah DLP. <laughs> DLP <laughs> didn't have distribution in North America and okay, in a lot of these So TMG did it, and also they did the deluxe version. I'm not sure which version Ricardo has. Like um, the resources on the board that you place at different areas, were they chits or were they wooden pieces? Uh, uh, okay. Chits. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the coins were not metal? No. Okay, so he doesn't have the deluxe version. Just yes, for okay. sure. But it's still TMG, so. Okay, so or the audience is a pool building game. Uh, I've read that it was the first game that uh, you, had, you you were starting with a bug, and you were uh, putting in their tokens. So it's uh, you are building your uh, pool inside the bag. So these tokens represent seven different medieval characters, like the priest, the librarian, the knight, whatever. And each turn you draw from your from your bag a number of characters and you assign them in an action. So the thing is, each action to be performed needs a different combination of characters. So let's say you need a blue, a white, and a red guy to get a black guy. So one black character goes in your bag when you do that, and you get a benefit from the character, which might be victory points, resource, or maybe you draw one more character. So every turn you have something new that you can do and depends on what you draw. Uh, the game was amazing. I loved it. It's actually, Philippa said to me that, okay, let's play something that you are going to uh, enjoy and it's going to be relaxed. Okay. It was not relaxed at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally enjoyable, but it was totally stressful. Uh, at every minute, you need to make a meaningful decision. Uh, as I heard in Secret Cabal, you should, we shouldn't say stressful, we should say intense. <laughs> because, yeah, because stressful, you know, it's a bad thing. I was feeling very well, but the thing is, it's intense all the time, you need to do something. Yeah, uh, but intensity is different. Like, yeah. stress is the right word, I would say, because if you feel like you, you must do something before a certain time, that's stress, that's straight up stress. Yeah. Stress just doesn't have to be a bad thing. So. Really? I will say, I'm not sure it's the first bag building game, because I remember, Hyperborea released in the same year as Orleans. I just checked it while you were talking. They both released in 2014. Um, but I guess Hyperborea got a release in North America first before Orleans. So in my head, because that's you know where we buy from usually, in my head, Hyperborea came out first. But I know they came out around the same time. I'm not sure which exactly was first, but... It might have been first, it might have been second, but it was there in the first ones. Hyperborea never got a lot of, some people love it, but the problem is it looks like an Ameritrash game. It has minis, and but it's a bag building game. It's the same concept. Um, although I will say Orleans has had a lot more love and a lot more expansions. You know, there's an expansion called Invasion that turns it into a co-op. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. For the Orleans. Orleans, yeah. Yes, Orleans has like 10 different expansions. I don't yeah. know what each yeah. one of them 
does. But, but the fact that one of them turns into a co-op, that's a pretty big change in the game. So, yeah. Yes. Elias, and were you stressed or intense when you were playing Star Wars? <laughs> when I was playing Star Wars, what? I think it's... Uh, oh, Rebellion? Rebellion? When I almost punched Ricardo in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't stressed or intense. I was angry. And when I'm angry, I am intense. <laughs> and I've apologized many times for it. And sometimes, you know, I want to punch stuff. I'm sorry. I control myself. I haven't punched something in like nine years, all right? And that was the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> anyway, this is one I want to get to the table. I've told Ricardo since he bought it. So I never picked it up because, you know, we had it in our group. And I haven't got a chance to. Maybe I'll tell him to bring it on a Tuesday. It's short enough for game night, right? Uh, yes. Actually, it's 18 turns, but the turns are... Uh, half of the turn is uh, you're picking simultaneously uh, the actions you're going to do. So it uh, goes really fast. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it should be like four players, 90 minutes, not less. I mean, I wouldn't call it a filler, uh, but it's a medium-light game. Okay. It, and it's very friendly to new players. I mean, the, the rules were... Uh, explained like in 15 minutes. Wow. And you liked it, yeah? I loved it. Nice. I I mean, I can't imagine myself saying no uh, if anybody asks me to play this game. Wow. (laughs) That's high praise for me. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. All right, cool. Cool. I'm more excited now. That was Orleans. Orleans, Tasty Minstrel. Okay. So moving on to a slightly heavier game. Um, A little slight. (laughs) (laughs) So recently, I played Dominant Species for the fourth time. Uh, It's by designer Chad Jensen and published by GMT in 2010. Would you describe the the experience as stressful or intense? (laughs) (laughs) I would say both. (laughs) So basically, you're... And angry. Yes. So, uh, and that was triggered by... (laughs) I just had a spit take. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna call names, but <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> My husband might have had something to do with <laughs> this. Listen, it's a mean game, right? You gotta yeah. be mean spirited. Right? So basically, oh, yeah. you're one of six creatures. You represent mammals, reptiles, birds, amphibians, spiders, or insects. I think it's arachnids. I know, but I no, because because <laughs> that, the idea is like you want to have like multiple species right under you. So yeah. Spiders is kind of limiting. So basically, (laughs) (laughs) from a biological point of view, (laughs) we both have degrees in biology. We both. (laughs) It's a game about evolution, like natural selection, and you're basically trying to adapt your species um, to the changing environment, which is the board. And all players can influence the board in different ways. And it's a worker placement game. Is it though? I think so. I mean, like it's, you, it's like one third worker placement and like nine ways of area control. That's like, true. That's yeah. true. It's both. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like if I was gonna, game. if I was gonna say, if you say what kind of game is, it, I'd say an area control game because there's two kinds of area control. The whole game is about area control. It's just the action. Yeah, it is worker yeah. placement. I think Heavy Cardboard once listed it as action drafting, not worker placement, because oh. they're not workers. You're just drafting actions. That's. So. Oh. Very accurate. Yeah. So it's it is area control, and you're basically choosing your actions 
by placing your pieces on different slots on the board. By placing your workers. <laughs> <laughs> they're not workers. They're called action pawns. <laughs> well, how would you have workers if you were an arachnid? Like, I don't understand. True, you're just... Uh, Only so the insects would have workers. Placing your tentacles. You don't know okay. tentacles. <laughs> Not what an erect. <laughs> no, that's an right. octopus. Oh, yeah, that's a cephalopod, sir. Okay, so basically, <laughs> um, all the actions are kind of listed out on the board, and they're explained in more detail on each player's board. Yeah, and um, it's rough if you take it personally. So. There's a lot of killing of species in this game and like removing your species from the game. Like they don't come back into your stock. So that's harsh. Um, Dima's giving lessons for life. I've had both positive and negative experiences with this game. Um, the last one was not so positive. Man, Dima threatened <laughs> to like flip the table on us there. She goes, I will, I will just. I'll swipe everything off this board. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, is this experience, I mean, the, the oh, reason wow. for that, is it related with the game or it was just... Okay, Byron, okay, okay. let me just update okay, you. Okay. okay, someone asked me to hurry up on my turn, even though <laughs> I was How the only I? one that wouldn't take more than like 10 seconds. You were the only turn. one? <laughs> so it could okay, happen in any game. there were other people that weren't <laughs> taking a lot of time. So it's but... unrelated with dominant species. <laughs> you, know, you know, I talked yes, to her after. I was, like, I was like, what, what were you so angry about? Was it just because I told you to hurry up? And she's like, she, she tried to deny it for a while. And then we cycled all the way back. And she goes, so I was really pissed at you because you told me to hurry up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lesson learned. If you're playing a game with me, don't tell me to hurry up on Typical my turn. Typical reptiles. <laughs> it's when a, it's a six-hour game. I, I was And don't call Dima a Cylon. A Cylon. She's not a Cylon. She's, Byron, I wish you were here to help me yes. remember how to be nice I to my wife. I also take that very games. personally. Uh, so I, I made a PowerPoint for Elias. I haven't sent it to him yet, though, but it's got all this great advice that only single people can give. Look, <laughs> Gummin Species is a phenomenal game. It's one, I have to say, till now, the best rule book I've ever read. Like, it's a very deep game. And I can basically teach it after months of not playing it without touching the rule book. That's very true. Um, so it's phenomenal. Uh, I, I read it once and I got everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, it speaks about the game and about the rule book. It's also very easy to access information in it. Two, it's just brilliant. It's in my top 10 games, but like the two different kinds of area control, dominance versus actual majority, um, it's really hard to grok. Uh, even yeah. if you think you've grokked it, once you start playing, it's not going to make sense in your head for a while. And it's going to take some time. It I takes will a say, while to wrap your head around. Yeah, yeah, I will say the one irritating part of the game is continually adjusting dominance. Like every time anything changes, mm-hmm. whether you add a new element to the board, you adapt to a new element or something like that, immediately you have to look at all the tiles and see if dominance has changed because it's so important. Because, you know, when you score a tile, the person who has dominance gets to pick one of the domination cards. And they are so powerful. So who gets yeah. it matters a lot. So that is my one criticism of the game. Agreed. It's also really good, I feel, because I've played it a lot. I've won it a few times. But for the most part, it's very challenging for me to win. Like, it's one of those games that I can't figure out. There's no <laughs> solution, you know, for me. 
Yeah. Um, this time I tried, you know, the glaciation strategy and it was working really well. And then two players, Ipo and Lena, his <laughs> wife, basically in one turn robbed me of like 30 points. It was amazing from their side, like hats off to you. But uh, it hurt a lot, you know? <laughs> and it was like, the wrong move. And it was the wrong move because I wasn't even in the lead. Someone else was. Yeah. But I do think that if you had targeted Basel instead of me, I think I would have won the game. So if you had to pick one person to target, you couldn't have gone wrong, really. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, what a fantastic game. Just don't piss off your wife when you're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be all Otherwise right. Otherwise, she'll threaten to throw the game. <laughs> I just want to say for Dominant Species, if it was that uh, I would have just one game, that would be the game, Dominant Species. Ooh. I feel Ooh, that... That's high praise. I feel, yeah, I feel the game is so versatile. I mean, you can play it with new players, you can pay, play it with experienced players, that's you fantastic. can play it with... Uh, oh, man. Top three, build your three-game collection for the future. Oh. Yeah? Oh. Okay, right. If you could only have three games, pick those three. That's cool. Huh? Yeah, I like I like mm-hmm. that one. Impossible. But so yeah. you already know my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to predict on that copy. one. <laughs> anyway. The only so, bad thing about the game is that I love to play it with five or six players. True. And it takes a lot of time so to play long. it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean. By the end of it, we were exhausted. You need a like weekend, the last right? hour. I think, I think if you have four players, you've played the game already and you play the shorter version where you take out four of the cards. Yeah. You could get it done in like three hours. I think. Yeah. Because the last yeah. we the last round took about forty minutes because yeah, we were all because we were fighting. Yeah, and someone was threatening to Shut up. clean the board <laughs> out. Anyway, that was dominant species from GMT. Yahoo! <laughs> but uh, I got to play a newer game, um, Pulsar twenty eight forty nine, from Czech Games Edition, designed by Vladimir Suchi, published in two thousand seventeen. I'd heard about this game; it looked interesting, but I didn't really like. It wasn't really on my list, right? And then a friend of mine um, in Kuwait was coming to visit, my childhood friend. Shout out to Joel if you're listening. Um, he wanted to buy me a birthday gift. He was coming for my birthday. So he asked Ima to send a, a picture of my our board game collection. He went to the game store and he just showed the guy our board game collection and said, for a guy who has all these games, what would you, what would you uh, recommend that we buy for them? And the guy recommended apparently Pulsar 2849. Good advice, really. So yeah, so now we got to play it. It was nice because someone could teach it to me. I didn't have to read the rules. Um, and it's a it's a really good game. Um, basically, the basic part of this game, it's a dice drafting game. So you, you roll a pool of dice and then everyone gets the draft dice. And what you're doing is you're going around, you're building these pulsars, you're building these rings around the pulsars, trying to spin them to gain energy from okay. them theme is really hard to explain it's not really a theme you're you're exploring (laughs) through planetary systems and if there's like habitable planets there you can like gain a special bonus but if there's not habitable planets there you can still place a token which helps towards area majority but you don't get that bonus right and you're building these pulsars you're building these tech trees uh there's these different like things that come out every round which are patents you can get and they're different every game you know so the game is very very diverse. I think every time you play it, it'll be a completely different game. That being said, there is far too much iconography for a first-time play in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I did not understand what was happening till about round five, and it's an eight-round game. Um, <laughs> because you didn't understand. I didn't understand. Yeah, I usually well. grok this stuff quickly, but basically, you have these like basic actions you can do, okay. and then you have all these things that are on that change from game to game. 
So you have some, you have a bunch of stuff you can do on your player board. They're called engineering projects. You can get a bunch of things called transmitters, which give oh, you. Oh, did abilities. you play the advanced game? The full game, yeah. Ah, all right. Well, you know me; I never do basic game. You can play um, all these different levels of. Uh, I told you these patents, and let's say it's round six. You can do all the patents available around six, which are two to three, mm -hmm. and all the ones from the rounds before that are still available. And every time you flip over planets, there's all these different bonuses that pop up. Mm -hmm. It was so hard for me to keep up with the iconography. I just did basic actions until okay. about round five when I figured out, oh, wait, you know, I can combo this with this because that's mm -hmm. what the game is. If you can figure out a combo, your transmitters with your engineering projects, with your patents, with the planets you explore, you're going to do really well. And in the meantime, explore planets and build these pulsar rings. But for it to take that long means for me, it's a little unfriendly towards beginners, which is okay because the game is really clever. And that's why it's called the advanced game because you need. To I didn't know I was playing the advanced game. I told you someone <laughs> taught me the game. I mean, <laughs> the whole idea is to play the basic, so you know certain things, as you say, the basic actions. That's yeah. what we were doing in the while playing the basic game. But I feel like if you did that, then when you played the advanced game, the same thing would happen. You, because listen, every time the new round came out, Ricardo would take out the book and read out what the different patterns do, and I just couldn't keep track of everything. Now. Again, that was my first play. So that take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, we need to play the game. What I will say is I think the mechanics are really clever. I think the way that um, the tracks for turn order and for receiving resources oh, works is that. really yes. clever. I love that. I think um, the way like you can move through different things and build up combos to get bonus points on certain trips, depending on the color of the trip, is really cool. And, I mean, at one point, Ricardo, he didn't win the game, but... On his last turn, we looked at him. He didn't have enough resources. And he figured out some combo that involved a transmitter, a patent, and a system bonus, which gave him like five more cubes. It was a really clever move, which he stared at the board for like five minutes, but he figured it out eventually. Um, we did all right. We all played. It was, it was all pretty close except for the winner who ran away with it. But <laughs> like everyone else was within a few points of each other. Um, I really liked the game. Um, I came in last, which is not usual for me, but um, I, th I think that, again, is because I just, I, I, I wasn't paying attention to about 50% of the game for about 50% of the game. Because it was too much to grasp. It, it was too much yeah. iconography yeah. to grasp. Um, I just, I wish there was like some sort of, it felt fragmented to me. It felt like I was paying attention to one part of it and completely ignoring another part of it, mm -hmm. you know? But once I started to grok it, I started to like it more. And I'm really excited for my second play. Ipo, you've played this, right? For, for me, it was like, uh, okay, I'll start with the bad things. It, it's like, it was like a victory point salad where you just That's very do true. certain things and you just try to get victory points from everything. I didn't like the uh, graphic design <laughs> at all. I mean, I, I hate it. <laughs> but uh, that being said, I enjoyed the game. Yeah. I, uh, it's okay. It's not innovative. I uh, now that we have like one thousand new games every year, I'm just trying to find something new in every game we're playing. I mean, it's a very good game. It it runs smoothly. We need to play it again, but it didn't stuck in my mind. Yeah, I understand everything you're saying. I don't disagree with it, um, but at the same time, I'm glad I have it because it's um, it's a nice game to have in your collection. So true. So that was Pulsar 2849 from Czech Games Edition. So I want to talk about something that I, I'm quite excited about. For those that know me, I don't really, I spend my money on a lot of random 
stuff. But one thing that I want to spend my money on is the new game on Kickstarter called Wavelength. Wavelength is by Alex Hag and Justin Vickers and Wolfgang Varsk. So these guys basically design monikers and the mind, yeah. which are the both mind. big favorites ever. in the group. <laughs> and I really enjoyed just the whole campaign that they've, they've been doing. So the game kind of plays that you've got to try and guess with your team where the needle needs to go to, to win. But what they've been doing is they've been posting cards on social media and allowing all the backers to contribute. Yeah, no, I've, I've that seen one. that. They've been posting it on Twitter. So they'll put like the needle at a random point. They'll give like a random um, uh, scale or whatever they're called. And they'll say, all right, well, give the clue. And the clues are just hilarious. They're really good. So Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really got me excited. So I've definitely backed it. And if you haven't backed it, well, hopefully you can get it at some point. I haven't backed it yet, but only because I don't know what my address is going to be when it's delivering because we're moving. Uh, well, we might be moving before then. So um, I'm definitely going to pick this up as soon as I can. It's just such a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. So uh, do you have any of those uh, examples you can give us? Maybe we can try to do it. I understand oh, the scale so isn't the scale isn't very podcast friendly, but... Okay, but the scale could be, could be something like uh, best podcast ever versus worst podcast ever so oh if i say tablet obsessions we know it's all the way the best <laughs> podcast ever. very nicely done sir but the example they had is like you know the, you, you you as the guessers you can't see the needle right mm-hmm. yeah and then they go um hot to cold and the person goes coffee and so you're like well coffee's hot but then someone else is like not as hot as lava you know and then someone's like yeah but there's also ice planets like pluto Right. So where does coffee fall on the scale? Because if it's just hot stuff in the kitchen, it might be quite high. But if you're taking into account the sun and Pluto, maybe it falls in the colder area. There's also iced coffee. So like there's a lot of that. And the opposing team can contribute to your conversation. So like if you're on a like on a on a terrier, like, all right, coffee's hot. Forget Pluto. We're going to say like medium between medium and, and hot. So like 75 percent of the way up. And you're like, yeah, but did you consider you know, ice comets <laughs> <laughs> or, um, the you know, sun? the sun. Yeah. So you can, you can, you can mess around with people. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, honestly, the so, publishers are amazing. The idea and, is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fantastic. No, it's, it's such a, it's such a great idea and I, and I can't wait to actually start playing it. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So that was wavelength from Alex Haig, Justin Vigors and Wolfgang Warsh. It's on Kickstarter right now. For the next few days after the podcast release, you don't have a lot of days, but you have until March 8th. So get on there and back it if you can. Hey guys, you know what time it is? What time? It's time for the game show of the week, baby. Yeah. And Ipo dancing doesn't get picked up on the microphone. This is a podcast. Guys, we need to to do this in YouTube. Just so you can see Ipo's exactly. brilliant dance. I'll just put you on YouTube. How about Super that? Super awkward. I love Ipo's <laughs> dance. I'll join them. Coming to you live from all around the world, we got the Tabletop Sessions Showdown, presented by Dima.
Welcome to Tabletop Sessions Showdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last week, we took a poll of nine multiple choice questions, plus one bonus question, before the episode, each with six possible answers. I'm so curious what the questions <laughs> are. We've been, we've oh, been, my God. We've been on, like, there's been an electric fence around it, <laughs> and her name is Dima. And uh, we're just not been allowed to see them. And I'm so excited to see the questions. So first things first, I want to say a special thank you to the 61 people who answered the poll. Thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate your participation. And without you, this game wouldn't be possible. You're all getting a participation medal. <laughs> it's uh, it's an, one Kruger and An imaginary one. <laughs> so basically... Um, each one of you guys is going to be asked three questions and I'm going to give you the list of possible answers and you'll have to get which answer was the most popular. So if you pick the most popular answer, you'll get 10 points, second most popular, eight points, third, six points, fourth, four points, five, two points. And then if you pick the answer with the least votes, you'll get zero points. Hmm. Any questions? <laughs> Ipo, are you already reading the questions? Before no, no. Will we'll Dima be we keeping start, track of the score? <laughs> I'll be keeping track of the score. She made me get I'll, her a pen and paper. I'll announce your score so that you guys can keep track as well. A huge shout out to all the people that helped me with the questions. You guys are the best. No, so, well, we don't know anything about no. that, so we can't. <laughs> but we just said the guys with the yeah. answers were the best. Now the guys with the questions were the best. Are the Whoa. second best. <laughs> You're a hypocrite. <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Yes, sir. Ready. Yes, ma'am. Elias, you're up. Oh, shit. So, straight to the top gun. First question. If you could exist in one of these board games for 24 hours, which one would it be? A, Eldritch Horror. B, Galaxy Truckers. C, Catan. D, Seventh Continent. E, Munchkin. F, Pandemic. All right, here's the deal. Those are some terrible options. <laughs> Why? I'm looking through. All right? I got 24 hours. Eldritch Horror, I'm going to go mad or be killed by a tentacled monster. All right. <laughs> B, Galaxy Trucker, I'm probably going to <laughs> You're die. Dead. You're dead there, yeah. <laughs> like, C, Catan, I'm going to have to work really hard like to grow stuff. And someone might rob me. And Catan is the least worse of all of them. You don't need to work in Catan. You just need to be lucky. I mean, <laughs> I don't think hope you're come from the sky. I don't think year. that's what the theme is. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh continent, while cool, I could die at any moment. Yeah. I have to like find no. food, True. cook I it. I could go mad. I could. I haven't heard of any successful. <laughs> <laughs> Munchkin's just my friends betraying me, and I hate Munchkin. And pandemic is four diseases <laughs> ravaging the world. All right, I'm gonna rule out pandemic and Munchkin and Eldritch Horror straight away because I believe that people are smart and don't want to die. <laughs> um, Galaxy Trucker Wallace would be hilarious. I also think maybe this is going to be a very pragmatic decision, but probably they didn't pick it because it's not as popular a game. Catan sounds terrible, even though it's the smartest choice. So what I'm going to go for is Seventh Continent, D. Seventh Continent got third place. That's not bad. Yeah, right. so you get six That's points. Not bad. And in my defense, <laughs> these games were selected based on themes. So 
if you want to be in space, Galaxy Trucker yeah, but they're Seven all Continent is an adventure. Oh. Munchkin is like oh. I thought what, they were smart choices because they are all horrible. That's what I that's what I am saying. Like Okay, so that's wait, wait, actually why I Give us the them. breakdown. Okay. No, so, number 1 Anyone want to guess what number Catan, one? Is? Yes, I will be Galaxy in the beach Trucker. in Catan. Yes, Byron. Galaxy truck. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's space. You get to ride in awesome. space. You that, guys I'm will, happy with You guys that. will get to know the audience <laughs> <laughs> with the question. So what was it? Give us so, one to six. Galaxy Trucker, Catan. Yeah. Uh, second. Seventh Continent to and Munchkin. To be fair, I, I nailed the top three, third. right? Like I said, those were the top three. And yeah, you didn't. You did. You did. <laughs> and then I picked the third one. <laughs> That's true. Eldritch Horror and Last at, Pandemic. At least people are so, smart enough to put yeah, Pandemic. No, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Byron, you're up. I'm ready. What's your favorite type of board game? Deck building, worker placement, dice rolling, Area control, auctions, role-playing games. Out of sixty people, role-playing uh, games is not going to be. Excuse me. Sixty-one. <laughs> so sixty-one. Role-playing is not going to be right up there. So that I'm eliminating that one. Okay. Worker placement sounds good. It's just because people know the term worker placement. Mm-hmm. We call it uh, action drafting. Action. <laughs> We call it putting people on the board. <laughs> oh, this is so tough. Deck board, no. Your final choice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with um, worker placement. All, almost, almost great. Uh, that was second choice, actually. Ooh, yeah. nice one, Byron. Actually, uh, to my surprise as well, Byron. Uh, number one was role playing games. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, that's so, great. So that's why I'm saying you'll get to know. These weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> the participants as we get through these questions. So Byron, you got eight points. Congrats. All right. So role playing yeah. games. Second was, I'm guessing you said worker, worker placement. placement. And then uh, it tied for third, deck building and area control. Okay. And then dice rolling. And, last and then, actually, no one voted for auctions. Damn. <laughs> there really? Well, that's how you know me and Ipo didn't <laughs> take the survey. <laughs> I, I love auctions. I love betting. Yeah, yeah, all three of us would have probably voted for that. High five on auctions. <laughs> okay, so... Out of 61, nobody... <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Why are you listening to that? <laughs> so... The question was, what's your favorite board game theme? A, sci-fi. B, agriculture slash farming. C, fantasy. D, steampunk. E, horror. F, historical. Pick agriculture. Okay. From from all this, my my favorite is historical and second is uh, agriculture farming. (laughs) So probably it's not these two. This should be the There's last no train option. This should be the last, so I will go with fantasy. Same answer as Byron. Well done, but uh, it wasn't the number one. Do you guys want to guess me. what the number one is based on the last two questions? Space. Sci- sci-fi. Yep. Sci-fi. So sci-fi was first, and then fantasy, and then historical. Oh, wow. And then steampunk. Oh, wow. And then horror. That makes sense. And, and then <laughs> agriculture. Well, that and makes sense too. But historical, that's great. Yeah. So that was round one. 
Yeah, yeah, and I we did have terrible. Elias with six points, Ipo with eight, and Byron with eight. This is an unfamiliar position. Yeah. <laughs> I am not happy. <laughs> okay, we're going to switch up the order for round two, and we're going to start with Ipo. Oh. 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 Okay, Ipo, you ready? <laughs> oh. I am. You're playing a strategic competitive game, and you're about to make your winning move, but another player cuts you off and countered <laughs> your move. Do you? A. Act like you have no idea what's going on and you didn't know you were just about to win the game. B, compliment <laughs> the move and appreciate the challenge. Uh, That's like, uh, you know, being the bigger person. <laughs> <laughs> C, nod understandingly, knowing that was the correct move on their part. D, get irritated as you worked really hard to get to that stage, but carry on. <clears throat> e, mm, me. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the game and make that player get eliminated or get last place out of spite. Mm. F. <laughs> I never get countered. <laughs> so, what do you think was the most voted? Okay, first I have to say uh, what I do is B, and uh, no, you would not. I you would never compliment, I compliment the move and appreciate the challenge. <laughs> But at the same time, I get irritated as I work really hard to get to that stage. So I would vote both B and D. You can't do that. One, I, I would. Okay. Uh, but what the 61 uh, persons did. Uh, Remember, people have a very high opinion of themselves. Uh, <laughs> especially in anonymous polls. Exactly. Uh, I will uh, vote F. I never get counted. <laughs> You think that was the most voted? <laughs> <laughs> His answer is locked. Guys, should I reveal? Uh, I know I would vote for the that. The sad truth: <laughs> there was zero votes on that one. People oh, were what? very honest. Oh. Yeah, I was shocked that no one put that. Oh, so zero Ipo, I'm sorry. You well, you're still zero ahead of me if it makes you feel question. better. <laughs> Actually, um, to my surprise. Get irritated. Most people think very highly of themselves. That's like what I Elias told said. you. People really love it. Everyone themselves. said compliment the move and appreciate the uh, challenge, which is liars. ridiculous. I want to tell all 61 <laughs> of you listeners that you're. How many people voted for that one? <laughs> how many people? 42%. All right, 42 of you are fucking liars. <laughs> and that's, that's the first 30. podcast in history that called their listeners live. There's no liars. way. No one, I played, I've been playing well, games post. for years, right? And no one has ever looked at me and said, hmm, good move, sir. I agree. This never no. happened to me either. Happens all the time to me. <laughs> Alright, alright, alright. What's number two? So the second most voted is more true, I find. Get irritated yeah. if you worked really hard to get to that stage, but carry on. That's what anyone yeah. would do. I agree. Alright. Okay, the third is nod understandingly, knowing that was the correct <laughs> move on their part. Bullshit. And then fourth, act like you have no idea what's going on. I can um, see that. Fifth, forget the game. And make that player get eliminated. I would guess that would have been in the top three for sure. Like I know people like that. Like when yeah. you play a game with Basil and Ricardo, and one of them crosses the other one, the other one automatically goes into oh, that's E. A Forget the game, and all the so then you're guaranteed to win. You know. What so, I mean? the, yeah. so guys, the correct question would be: What other people do in this situation? Not what would you do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah, great. That's, that's good. good. That's good. Lesson Noted alert: People for... are liars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
So, Elias, you're up. Oh, I thought we switched it up. Okay, yeah, whatever. You're three, so. All right. Okay. What so, the... what's the most effective way to turn a two-hour game into a whole-day game? Invite Ipo. So, just so all the listeners know, between parentheses, I put the people in this podcast and a few of the people in our group, and this caused a few sensitivities. <laughs> Is that what Basil's been pissed about for, like, the last I'm week? Okay, let's go through He that. brought it up when we were playing Pulsar. <laughs> really? Yo, Elias, your wife did me dirty. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we're we're all in there as well, okay? So, the best way to turn a two-hour game into a whole-day game is it to come drunk, a.k.a. Lena's I friend. I remember this incident. <laughs> he came to play Twilight Imperium. He was wasted. Oh, my goodness. He was wasted. Anyways, we didn't end up playing Twilight Imperium. No, we did not. Fall asleep during game ex- explanation and the actual game. That's you. A.k.a. me. Yeah. That's and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you somehow wake up knowing how to play it, Byron. Dima wakes up and goes, did you explain any of this? Yeah. <laughs> Offered to explain the rules to a game you kind of know how to play. That's Byron, 100%. That's Byron. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's Sorry. Take Wait, I just want to say one thing, Byron. Mustering. <laughs> <laughs> Mustering. I just want to play games, guys. <laughs> Take forever for a single turn because you must go through every possible conceivable option and then lose in the end anyway. That's Ipo. Ipo. Come on, guys. This is Eric. (laughs) That's true, too. Hi, Eric. But Eric would most likely win in the end. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. E, argue with every person who's about to screw you over to try and change their mind and succeed Every single okay, time. Okay, is this me? Is this supposed to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, don't succeed every time. Let's just say you get you're that in people's heads. It's not going to work anymore, Dima. <laughs> <laughs> and F, drum roll, <laughs> interrupt, interrupt the game to debate the same rule oh. over and over again. Oh, that's yeah. Basel to a T. Oh, my God. I.E. 1846. Every game. <laughs> every game. It's like a one-hour argument <laughs> on whether you can take five soldiers or four soldiers. <laughs> okay, so oh, what do you think was I have the no most idea. voted? I have no idea. What do you think people think? I think Come Drunk is hilarious, so people probably like that one. Um, uh, I think Take Forever in a Single Turn, it actually irritates people, so they probably wouldn't want to do that. Um, Offer to explain the rules to game, you kind of know how to play. That also irritates people. Fall asleep is irritating. I'm just picking the ones that are irritating to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Arguing with people, that's super irritating, but... I, I asked what's the most effective way to turn... Effective? They're all really effective. <laughs> I'm going to go with base humor here, and I'm going to say come drunk, A. Eh? <laughs> okay, so come drunk was actually third. Again? Oh. Yeah, so you're oh. consistent. Oh my um, number one was drumroll. The winner is Epo. <laughs> so AP is number one. <laughs> so take okay. forever on your turn and not even win the game. Okay. Uh, second is Basil. Oh. So interrupt the game to debate the same rule over and over again. And then there's come drunk. And then fourth is argue with every single person. Yeah. And then the last two answers tied. Me and Byron. For zero? <laughs> you see? Explaining the game, a game that you don't know the rules to and falling asleep. So, yeah. Byron. All right. Well, we're good. You see, the people like us. 
<laughs> they really do. <laughs> okay, Byron, you're up. You ready? Born ready. This one's hilarious. So you're playing a campaign game. Who's on your table? A, Darth Vader and Leroy Jenkins. Leroy <laughs> B, Homer Simpson and Ned Stark. C, Lord Voldemort and Link. Oh, boy. D, Chewbacca oh, wow. and Sauron. <laughs> e, Frodo and Cersei Lannister. F, Spock and Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, someone call you, yeah? <laughs> oh, that's tough. It's interesting. Is Darth Vader the DM? <laughs> yeah, because if it's a co-op, yeah, Darth Vader is a good option. Oh, she didn't say RPG, bro. There might not be a GM. Yeah. Oh. Um. Regardless, I'm going with option A. Darth Vader and Leroy Jenkins. Really? Imagine okay. that breathing the entire. So that. <laughs> but if it's not co-op, you need Homer Simpson and Ned Stark. No way. <laughs> Because they're gonna no, die. Well, can't, I would love to see Homer. Spock and Ozzy Osbourne on the same table. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> okay, so Byron, Darth Vader, and Leroy Jenkins got fourth. That's good. So you oh. get four points. Oh. Number one was actually Frodo and Cersei Lannister. Yeah, it's a good. It's well, good Cersei point. is a good choice. Frodo's annoying. <laughs> Cersei for a co-op Can game. you imagine the Cersei. weird no, dynamics? No. Cersei definitely for a negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Cersei for a hidden role game. In a negotiation yeah, game a hidden role Frodo. game. Frodo would be awful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you need to... All right, what was second? Second, Spock Does... and Ozzy Osbourne. Good choice, yeah. guys. Imagine like Spock. Yeah. This is the least uh, interesting, this is the least efficient move you can do. Amazing. So option three was Homer Simpson and Ned Stark. Really? People really like wow. Homer Simpson. Yeah, but Ned Stark is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> because both of them are losers. <laughs> so, so if you play with them, you're going to win. And then Darth Vader, Darth Vader and Leroy Jenkins, then Chewbacca and Sauron, and then Lord Voldemort and Link. Really? Yeah. Chewbacca and Sauron, neither of them really talk. <laughs> It'd be a little That'd be a really interesting yeah, strange. game. Strange. <laughs> 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 okay, so the score Ooh. at the end of the second round is 12 for Byron, 8 for Ipo, 12 for Elias. Oh, we tied, buddy. Ooh. We tied. I always come okay, second, guys. so it's fine. It's on now. No, there's no way I can win this one. I just keep picking third. <laughs> Okay, so next question is for Elias again. Oh, boy. You're in a universe where every board game has come to life. What's your weapon <sighs> of choice for survival? Good old fists and a rope. B, two bricks and a sheep. <laughs> C, attempt to build a war sun. Hell yeah. Do you see where these ideas came from? <laughs> D, the force of the mind. E, a portal to a different dimension which swallows the town whole. Mm. F, use the drug Bliss to <laughs> manipulate everyone into working for you. <laughs> um, may, I, may I say something? Two bricks yeah. and a ship is useless even in Qatar. <laughs> 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 there is no universe where two bricks and a ship are useful. <laughs> Listen, I would say... People disagree with you. (laughs) 
most nerdy heckle I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I know what I would pick. Okay, go. I'd build a war hunt. Yeah. Attempt and lose terribly. Okay. Uh, or force with a mind. Good old fist and I can't imagine anyone using that. Two bricks and a sheep are completely useless even in Qatar. <laughs> force of the mind is cool. But I think that if they picked Force of the Mind, they would be Star Wars fans, which means Lord Voldemort and Chewbacca would have been number one and two in the last question. So I'm going to oh. say no Force of the Mind. Portal Dimension, I guess it's like Eldritch or Arkham Horror. Uh, no, you might be in the town. The drug bliss is hilarious, but it's euphoria. So how popular is euphoria? Attempt to build a war, son. Yeah. See. Woohoo! Yes. So that's actually the fourth option. No, yeah. oh, really? What? No. Are people oh, drunk when they're doing this? <laughs> sure so, are they so idiots? actually, the number one option <laughs> was um, using the drug bliss <laughs> to manipulate everyone oh. into working oh. for you. Oh, that's an intelligent yeah. audience. And the second <laughs> one was force of the mind. Really? And then, Ipo, here it comes. Two bricks and a sheep. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. So they do have a sense of humor. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. And so. then attempt to build a war sign. Wow, that was bad. And then use a portal and then good old fists and a rope. Oh, that one is rubbish. So next question. Ipo. I don't even know. Actually, you might beat Elias if you get 10 on this question. Good luck. So oh, you're still cool. in this. Good luck. Like you said, good luck. Okay, if like, you could. Like in the first question. <laughs> <laughs> Ipo, have you played Tokaido? Uh, the, the leisure uh, travel game. Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> if you could recreate a leisurely travel game like Tokaido in another location, where would it be? Wow. Russia. Very good question. 10th century Byzantine Empire, Tatooine, New Zealand, North Korea, <laughs> or Italy? What's Tatooine? Oh my God, get off this podcast. <laughs> Don't tell him, please. <laughs> Don't tell him, please. Okay, can I Google it? No. <laughs> Real fast. It has Moss Eisley in it. Oh, great. Thank that. I'm sure he knows Moss Eisley if he doesn't know Tattoo. <laughs> no, it's okay. We can tell him. No, we can't tell him. You're the, you're the host. You can do whatever you want. What? It's an unfair advantage. Ipo, it's located in the outer room. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Ipo, figure <laughs> Is it like... It's a tattoo shop. Where you get Star tattoos. Wars or... Uh, okay. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I will vote Tatooine. <laughs> so I told you that's a huge unfair advantage. But my, my choice would be 10th century Byzantine Empire. That would be mine too, although technically I don't think it's Byzantine anymore. <laughs> I think very, at that point it's... It was very small it's that Eastern, time. Yeah, right. it's Eastern it's Roman. It's Istanbul. It's, it's Eastern Roman Empire at this yeah. point. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if anyone noticed, but historical inaccuracies. Yep. So in this Tatooine, uh, the people that voted yeah, 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 a city or a, what a country? What it's is a planet, it? motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be cut out of this podcast. No, it's pissing me off. He's gonna get it. No, it's keeping. He told him. So I'm in the Tatooine and I'm choosing to uh, eat dinner, and then I go to the uh, temple to give some money. Oh like in Tokaido. <laughs> That's my answer. Which one? Tatooine. And that is the fourth answer. What? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Number yeah. one well, was, fair, anyone want to guess? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't want to guess. North Korea. Italy. No. New Zealand. No. Italy is my Russia. 10th century Byzantine No way. Empire. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we have good listeners. Great listeners. Basically, you picked Istanbul. Are you I happy? I can't believe you guys doubted them. Okay, so second actually was a bit lame. New Zealand. <laughs> well, it's, I guess, Lord of the Rings fans. Yes. No, yeah. Okay, third was Italy. Or fans of sheep, because they did pick Italy? two bricks and a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Third and fourth tied at Tatooine and North Korea tied, actually. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> theoretical question. Which is worse, Tatooine or North Korea? Because... <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they're pretty similar. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Never gone to North Korea. <laughs> and the last one was Russia. Okay, oh. moving on. Last question, Byron. Byron, pick the fifth or the I'm, sixth, please. I'm ready. <laughs> so you're at 12 points. And I just got to get third or and Elias is at 16. So you need at least four points to tie with Elias. Byron, do something. If we lose again from Elias, <laughs> I'm not going to come again in this podcast. Okay, Byron. Uh, if Byron, if you lose no this pressure. question, this podcast is over. No pressure. You can do it. I believe in you. If your friend asked you to pick a party game to make it a memorable night, what would it be? A, monikers. B, two rooms and a boom. C, code names. D, wits and wagers. E, the crypto. F, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Hmm. Okay, so... Trail of thought. My thinking is, mm. since a lot of the people that voted are from tabletop sessions, mm-hmm. Wits and Wages one party game tabletop sessions, mm. Mm. I'm going to go with Wits and Wages. Nice. Nice thinking. Oh, that's four points. <laughs> you guys oh. died. <laughs> is it Monica's? What? Is number one monikers? It's probably code names. No. One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. No. <laughs> I would oh, never guess please that. Please excuse my gag okay, reaction. Let me know when you guys that. are done puking. <laughs> and I'll continue. Not even regular werewolf. Byron, I feel for you. Number two was monikers. Makes sense. Number three was code names. Ugh. Four was wits and wagers. Because uh, Byron, our group has... 18 people so the rest was not from our group and so, not everyone so in our group it, voted they would like sure. the words wits yeah. and wages i'm sure not everyone in our group voted i know at least like five yeah so i hate all of them <laughs> <laughs> and then two rooms Bart, uh, two, two tied, rooms and, a boon and wits and wagers tied oh. and then the crypto was last all i right. feel like the, the crypto is too new of a game to true That's put it true. so maybe not a lot of people played it maybe Okay, so now we have a problem. I have one bonus question. Well, yeah, it's no between problem. me and Byron. We both pick one, and we see who wins. Okay, so you guys might We're not allowed to pick, pick the, the same, same answer, one. so who goes first? Oh. Flip a coin. Flip this right here. Wait, who's first? Uh, who's first right I'll now? Give, I'll give Byron first, because you went first the last two rounds. Can I participate? Well, how did that okay, help me? Fair. Sorry. How did, <laughs> how did me go? Got, how did me lost. go? Okay, all right, you go first. <laughs> how did me going first help him? <laughs> because me. it's no. a funny question. So I think Byron should go first. Dima, let Wait, me play. I, I still have a chance if I play. No, you're out. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're way out. No, but go, only, go get yourself a coffee, the, buddy. Only the, the top the, player. Yeah, the three top players will play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Byron, here goes. Bonus question. Elias the host of Tabletop Sessions podcast, wins most games. What's his trick? Oh, boy. A, lucky underwear. (laughs) B, avoids games with dice rolling. C, meeple's hidden up his sleeve. 
D, he's the only one that actually reads the rules. E, the rest of us like having friends. <laughs> F, he slowly wins your trust with eloquent words. And before you know it, dot, dot, dot. There's no dot, dot, dot. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> straight, just straight up. So what do you think, Byron? My heart's telling, telling me lucky underwear. <laughs> my, head's, my head's saying option D. Which one? can't remember option d d he's the only one that actually reads the rules that's what i'd have yes. gone for too okay <laughs> that's so. that's what i'm picking and elias would you want to go for? well obviously i can't pick the same one but that's what i would pick i just want it on record um <laughs> i think no one's gonna pick c i mean a and c are funny but it, for the most part it looks like people haven't gone with jokes as the main thing although this question is kind of <laughs> avoids games of dice rolling is it's kind of true um mm -hmm. i just because i don't like dice rolling um he's the rest of us like having friends is hilarious wins your trust with eloquent words and before you know it i'm gonna say b avoids games of dice rolling okay so the winner is Byron! Byron! Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did it. But technically, it's, it's, I would say it's a tie. Because it's definitely D. Everyone because knows that I win the games because I read the rules. <laughs> so num the number one answer was D. At least the only one that actually reads the rules. The second answer was he slowly wins your trust with eloquent words. And before you know it, bam, he wins. And then... And then there's the rest of us like having friends. <laughs> <laughs> then he avoids games with dice rolls. Then lucky underwear. <laughs> then meeples hidden up his sleeve. Because yeah, you can't hide meeples up your sleeve. At least no one thinks that you cheat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to... <laughs> <laughs> so, Byron, Byron, congratulations. Well done, buddy. Well done. It's your one. first game of the week. Yeah, because I didn't get to explain the rules. <laughs> <laughs> It's called a meta joke, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a Tabletop Sessions showdown. I'd like to congratulate Byron on his win. Well done, buddy. And thank everyone thank again you. who participated and everyone that contributed to the questions. You're all the best. Thank you, Dima. That was and amazing. you all won an amazing podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to you, we're sticking around because now we know they're actual listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh guys you hear that what wait oh oh There's something i mean i think we should be by now we probably should know this is coming <laughs> it's weird to be surprised every single episode yeah it is weird <laughs> <laughs> hey it's time for the hippocratic corner yeah. oh yeah Okay, guys, after uh, this exhausting experience of uh, having to answer all these questions, let's be uh, fast <laughs> and have the top three games. You're not wrong. This is a really long episode. Outside yeah. the Board Game Geek Top 1000. 1000. Top three games outside the Board Game Geek Top 1000. If mean? anyone's wondering what that means, the Board Game Geek rankings... Yeah. It's basically things that are ranked over 1,000 in the Board Game Geek rankings. Yeah. And uh, 
for this uh, Who's going first? episode. Yeah, let's go uh, with Byron first. Yeah, since he's a champion. <laughs> okay. So for for my top three, I picked a number 1,000, 1,001 and 1,002 <laughs> because everyone else agrees with them. <laughs> no. In reality, my number three is Explorers of the North Sea. Oh, nice. I own this game. It's by Shem Phillips. It's very low comple- low complexity and it's over a thousand it's thousand one hundred okay my number two is crisis oh nice you've played that oh yeah you backed it right no i, ha- I haven't played it i wanted to get it it's it's okay. on my wish I list be your number two if you've never played it. what's that is it gmt because it looks so beautiful have you seen the board yeah it's gorgeous no it's not gmt bro but it's ludi creations no, it's ludi creations yeah. And the whole story, uh, it was them that had the issue at Essen. Oh, when they got robbed, yeah. <laughs> that's fucked yeah. yeah. But it, but that's why I like them. I'll promote them. Okay. Um, and my number can one. Can I guess? Can I guess? You can guess. Paper Tales? No. Oh, man. <laughs> when I saw it uh, over the guess. top 1,000, I was like, Barnes going to put this on there. No, my, mine is The States. Oh, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, did not choice. expect yeah, that. Excellent choice. You did not. It's a great I choice. Really enjoyed this game. Great choice. Yeah. Thank you, Byron. Uh, very good choices. Let's go with Ellie a second because I want to be fast in the in the end. We're going to have the same, I guess. So No, we're not. Because <laughs> really? I had something very important, oh. which is um, games that were... I only picked games published before 2018 because I believe that games that are a year or old or something, yeah. are still climbing in the rankings. Mm-hmm. So oh. it's not fair to consider them a game. So like games like The Estates, which is ranked at 1,200, there's no way that's going to stay over 1,000. Also, Renegade is ranked 1,583. That game is going up to the top 500 for sure. So mm. I removed those two, even though they'd be there. Even like Pericles, I don't know if that one will climb up, but I still think it'll. it's better than 1,843 or whatever it was. So... Um, I still think those games need to climb up. So. Ipo, do you feel outwitted? <laughs> <laughs> so my top three. You seem three, disappointed in yourself. <laughs> my number three, yeah, ranked right. 1,109, Pax Pamir from Sierra Madre Games, designed by Cole Worley and Phil Eklund, oh, yeah. published in 2015. I love this game. Of course. And it flirted with position two as well. It's a phenomenal game in the Pax series. Great with three players. Gorgeous looking. Just had a beautiful second edition come out which uh, I think they're taking pre-orders if you're still interested in it. Pax Pamir would have been my number four. Nice, so nice. It's a fantastic game. My number two, which I know is not on your list, Ipo, because I love it and you don't, is Tramways. Um, ranked 1,110 oh. from AV Studio, designed by Albin Viard in 2016. I love this game. I don't know how else to say I know you guys didn't like it because Zima, it, it's a harsh game from turn one. Mm-hmm. And from turn one, you messed up and it, it punished you for the entire game. Yeah. But I love the idea of building your hand. I love I love deck building games when mm-hmm. it's not just deck building. So I enjoy deck building and how that translates onto the board. I love how deep it is. It's so deep. I love the auction system. It's the harshest auction system I've ever seen. And on top of that, I really like how it's not dependent on um, tiles to build the route. It's literally just 
the route so you can build more creative routes using these templates than than that than, that like, was one of the games i fell asleep during the explanation yeah, no i think i think i think if you play it again i think you'd like yeah, it, it yeah. it's a phenomenal yeah. game so like um, and my number mind. one which i believe will be on your list ipo ranked 1386 wildcatters from capstone games oh, by rolf sagel nice. and Andre spiel published in 2013 <laughs> phenomenal game um I just can't say enough good things about it. It is an absolute travesty that this game is not in the top 1,000. It's, mm-hmm. in, it's in my top 10. I totally agree. So um, it's beautiful. It's deep. It's got great interactivity. Maybe one of the most interactive Euros I've ever seen. Yeah. It's harsh, but at the same time, it can be rewarding. And uh, I mean, if you haven't played Wildcatters because of the ranking, get on that and, and play that game as much as you can. Did it not have a very limited early print run? It did, but it's been republished by Capstone and it's not doing as well as expected. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can buy this game for like 30 bucks or 25 bucks is uh, it's, it's horrible. That's Th- disgusting. Considering how much I paid for this game. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> when, when I checked Wildcatters, it was uh, 1,384. So it climbed to Oh, space. nice, nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or dropped. We don't know who was first. True. Well, thank you very much, Elias. Let's go to Ipo. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, guys, my uh, as as I said, I wanted to mention Pax Pamir, but thanks for Elias. That was already uh, done. So, my number three is uh, Binance number one, The Estates. Nice. Mm. Okay, by Klaus Joch and uh, Capstone Games. If I believe that would stay outside the top one, no, actually, no, it wouldn't make my top three. I think the other three are better. Anyway, never mind. Right now is uh, <laughs> 1,193 position. Okay. Uh, Point seven from when I did it to when he did yeah. it. Yeah. Number two is Elias is number one, Wildcatters. Good choice. Okay. And my number one, Drumble. no surprise, is John Company. Oh, I haven't even tried that yet. 1,398 <laughs> position by Cole Verle and Sierra Madre Games. It's a exceptional game. It shouldn't be there. It should. It will stay there for uh, forever because it's Sierra Madre. So, <laughs> <laughs> look. I think. I think there's important things we're noticing here. One, the estate is clearly climbing super fast, and by the time this episode comes out, it might be in the top <laughs> one thousand. Yeah. Two, Cole Worley games are underappreciated. Fox Premier and John Company. True. Mm-hmm. And three Wildcats Catters is amazing. So yeah. And now we really have to get it to the table because Ipo's been trying for a while, but John Company. Yeah. Yeah, it but we, I mean, we haven't had the time. Logistically, yeah, it hasn't yeah. worked out. So that was me. Let's go to Dima. Okay, so my number three was Renegade. Oh, nice choice. I really like, love this game. It's a co-op, and it's about this AI that you're up against and you're trying to defeat. And it's actually a lot of fun because you don't have, like, the quarterback player who decides for you on your turn you build your hand and then you play your turn based on feels like mage knight yeah it's mage knight but shorter and it's it's like diverse like you have every game is different because you have different gold cards that you can play and it's a different scenario every time so you like you have so many different game scenarios to play it's It's a lot of fun yeah that's designed by richard wilkins also known as ricky royal and um, on uh, is published by Victory Point Games, and it's ranked in the thousand three hundred. So it's ranked or one thousand five hundred eighty three. 
Okay, so that was Wildcatters. That was ranked one. That was not Wildcatters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> my second up, my second runner up is Wildcatters. Nice choice. Uh, Actually, I really wanted to put um, Northwest Passage. Oh, cool. But it didn't make my top three. It was my fourth okay. option. But I love that game, and we're playing it right now on Board Game Arena. Yeah. Um, Wildcatters. I really feel like. Um, the gameplay is very, um, it's different from your regular board games. Like there's the shares and players interact with each other a little bit like in um, Panama. Panama. It reminds me a lot of Panama. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's really nice and fun and I would definitely recommend it. I think she means in the sense that in Panamax, people move each other's pieces by shunting. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that. so you, you get on the ship and then you move it. And I think my favorite thing in, 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 in Wildcat is seeing when somebody's almost out of stock, shares, and then delivering oil to their refinery. It's so <laughs> yeah. mean, but it's a phenomenal move, you know? Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. And my number one is ranked 13,993. What? <laughs> this is not top 10,000. What? <laughs> what is it Monopoly? <laughs> no. Drum roll, it's the Banner Saga Warbands. Oh, wow. So, Above Wildcatters. Wow. Um, I love this game. It's it's a lot of fun. You really feel like there's a storyline in it, and you really feel like you're on an adventure, and no decision you make is win-win. Someone's always, like, you're always going to have to lose something. And, yeah. and, like, at one point in one of the games we played, we had to pick between saving a carriage of food or saving the people that yeah. were trying to hold it back. And so if you save the people, you're not going to have enough food to feed them. And if yeah. you save the carriage of food, then you might like, have you, a few you know, it's die, funny so. that I got that same decision to make in the video game. Yeah. And I chose to save food, but in trying to save the food, one of the guys, um, my main fighting characters fell mm -hmm. down with it mm -hmm. and I missed him for the rest of the game because he was an amazing character. So it really does hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I love that. I'll tell you why game. that game is so badly ranked. Um, why? The rule book is basically trash. Might as well throw it away. Okay. Like I, if I have a question, I don't check the rule book. It's rubbish. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's another language. Like <laughs> it has nothing to do with the game. <laughs> I feel like they wrote the rule book, changed the game and forgot to change the rule book. <laughs> That's how bad it is. So how did you learn the game? Videos. Uh, the okay. publisher did put up videos and that made it easier. Okay. Two, um, the publisher has had a bad experience with their previous Kickstarter, with Myth. Okay. So because of that, I think a lot of people were hesitant to back it. Mm -hmm. But I will say it's a phenomenal game and it's just, it's got the art from the video game. Yeah. Um, it's and just, oh, so Every beautiful. time we've played it, we've had a great experience. No True. matter what group of people we were playing with. True. It's, it's really, really great. And each player has their own set of rules. Each player is in charge of a different part of the camp or the flock. <laughs> yeah, like so, the quartermaster or yeah, the flame yeah. keeper. So yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's I phenomenal. It. Great choice. And, and nice great to give choice. it some love. Rank 13, Seriously, 000. guys. Yes. <laughs> Please buy it and play it and vote for it. <laughs> nice. So one thing I would like to say is... Uh, there are great games out there, guys, even outside the BGG Top 1000. So for people like me that love statistics and uh, check uh, uh, the rankings, 
there are still great games out there just uh, waiting for you to uh, find them. Apparently, just buy Wildcatters and you're fine. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everybody, ag- just everybody buy Wildcatters, buy the estates. Yeah, buy the Wildcatters estates, something by Cole Worley. You're all right. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you all, guys. Uh, and for the listeners, please uh, let us know what your top three is on our Twitter account at TT Sessions QA. He got it right that we interrupted. <laughs> Elias was pointing a gun on me this time, so I had to make it perfect. Or at our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash tabletop sessions or at our BGG guild. All these links will be in the episode description. Thank you so much, Ipo, for that fantastic Hippocratic Corner. That brings us to the end of this tabletop session. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out our very active Instagram account (laughs) at Tabletop Sessions. You can reach us through Twitter at TT Sessions QA or at our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash tabletop sessions. Join the conversation over at our Board Game Geek Guild, and you can find that link and all these links in the episode description. Please rate us on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, or if you uh, use Android uh, like I do, go on whatever your podcast app is and try to rate us through there. I know at least Podcast Addict has a rating system. We'll be back again in three weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this very long episode. I hope it was worth your time. And until then, to quote one of my favorite writers, God damn it, you've got to be kind. Say bye, guys. Bye, everyone. See you next episode. Hola, everybody. Bye, guys. Analytically, I assault animate things. Tabletop, 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 top. Tabletop, top. Tabletop, 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 top. Table, tabletop. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check out www.storysmithspodcast.com. See you in three weeks. Table tabletop Table tabletop Table tabletop Table tabletop Table tabletop Session